Give me two, Utah. Two. Give me two. <laughs> I'm an FBI agent. Quarterback Punk checking in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Popular Science's Techathlon, tech news through games, trivia, and usually friendly competitions. I'm your host, Jason Letterman, and playing along with me today, our Corinne remembers exactly where the secret warp zones are in Mario 3 Iosio. It's especially fun when you're the little raccoon guy. Stan always made his little brother use the crappy Mad Cat's video game controller horror check. It's true. The A button didn't work. He was so mad. <laughs> it's not like that's necessary for a video game to use literally one of the only two buttons on the controller. That's the little brother rite of passage. And Rob feels bad for the ghosts in Pac-Man Burger. It is kind of sad when ghosts die. <laughs> First up is the Techathlon Decathlon. Ten trivia questions to catch you up on the week's tech news. I'll ask our panel all about what's been happening in the tech world since our last episode. They'll buzz in to answer and have the opportunity to steal any question that their opponents answer incorrectly as long as it's not true or false or multiple choice. The winner of this segment will not get a prize immediately afterwards, but will get a very big advantage later on in the episode. It's a secret. It's a secret. Let's get started. Question number one is a multiple choice question. Google Maps users in India spotted the new test feature, which will be particularly useful for tourists in cities unfamiliar to them. If you have Google Maps open in a taxi, it will alert you if a driver has gone off track by more than how many meters. A, 250, B, 500, C, 1,000, or D, 2,000? Corinne. 500? I don't understand the metric system. <laughs> but you do understand the correct answer. There it you is. got it. It's about a third of a mile. A third of a mile? I Does that feel far enough? Because just in New York, sometimes if there's like a detoury thing, like you could go a third of a mile just going around an extra block if the block is big enough. So I think the idea is that you're also looking at Google Maps when right. it tells you this. So you can mm. see if there's traffic um, and it also will not automatically reroute you. So you know what path you're actually supposed to be on. Right. I love this feature. I've spent plenty of time in other countries and ridden in plenty of taxis in those countries. And you always have this feeling like, are we going the best way? Are we going where we're supposed to be going? And this is a... This sounds like a good feature. I've also definitely been dropped off in the wrong place. Question number two. Speaking of Google Maps, during the decathlon two weeks ago, we talked about Google bringing tools from its navigation app Waze into Google Maps. This past week, Google did the opposite, bringing what helpful feature for drivers to Waze on Android devices? So my, hmm. Stan? Is it the, the music player controls integration? No, that was already there. In Waze? Yeah. Oh. Wasn't it? You're close. Can you be a little more correct, for lack of a better <laughs> term? But like, Can I, I steal it or should we? Yeah, like... go for it. Rob. Is it Pandora integration? It's not Pandora integration. Corinne? It's Spotify integration? No. Because that's what it already did. That's yeah. why no. I didn't think that could possibly no. be the answer. No, you guys aren't. You're getting too hooked on music. It was Google Assistant integration. Google Assistant. Oh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. So now you can control all of these different features, including music with your voice, so you don't have to tap the screen. I'm excited for this to be more of a thing in for Apple to do it with Siri Kit, because I really just want to be able to say, Siri, play a song from Spotify and have that work. And the fact that it's 2019 and I can't do that and like that I'll be excited when that happens 
is an indicator of how fragmented and ridiculous and silly all of the services are. Like everything's at your fingertips except for the stuff that you want. Well, Apple also is a competing service to Spotify with Apple Music. And I, you know, there was a report that came out this week that said Google pays Apple something like a billion dollars a year to be the default search engine in Safari. Right. So I wonder how much Spotify would have to pay to get them to use Siri integration. Yeah, it's part of SiriKit, and I don't know if it's even possible. I feel like after the last update, it may be more possible. And I just really want to do it. And I just just do it. Just make Stan happy. Just do it. Just do it. You're not wrong to have wants. I give all of you, <laughs> I give all of these companies so much money. Why can I not listen to Meatloaf through <laughs> Siri on my phone in my car? On demand. Yes. While right. eating Meatloaf. Question number three, Waze wasn't the only app to bring new features to its Android version last week. Shazam, the popular song identification app, which was bought by Apple in 2018. Stan. I know the answer already. It can identify songs playing through your headphones, not out loud. Yeah, anything playing in the background as long as it's on your phone. Yeah. That's it. So if I'm like watching a YouTube and I want to know what the sound is. Yep, that's it. The feature is called Pop-Up Shazam and it pops up. Sort of like Facebook Messenger, a little bubble within the Android UI. Oh, that makes me miss pop-up video. You remember pop-up video? Yeah, my friend wrote the theme song for pop-up video. That's a thrilling story for all you listeners <laughs> at home. That's, that's the kind of hard-hitting story that I no. tune into this podcast for every week. Question number four is a true or false question. True or false, Microsoft's new Xbox, codenamed Project Scarlet, will have an optical disk drive. Rob. False. It's true. It's so true. It's true. It will have a real disk drive. Still keep it on physical media, which will be the thing that distinguishes it from other consoles of this new coming generation. They're in such a weird spot because consoles last for so much longer than any other tech product. Like the last Xbox came out in 2012 and we're getting the new one next year. Whoa. And like that means that if you're using an Xbox One, you're essentially using a product that came out seven years ago you know like what other but also still somehow nobody's really mad at it it takes so long because there's all these people who are developing games for it and when you say okay here's this entirely new thing like this whole industry has to just you know turn this giant ship and they have to start developing for this new platform and stuff like that so it really is kind of a delicate process because that's even with the new xbox and the new ps5 or whatever it's going to be called like they're I think they're finally making an effort to be like, look, you're going to be able to play old games on it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we get a little bit wound up yeah, when we can. Yeah, it's been a sore spot. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I have an Xbox One, I have One X, and I think it's very good, and uh, I'm looking forward to the new one. One of the other things that the head of Xbox talked about during their E3 presentation is also accessories will be backwards compatible because they want to, quote, respect the money that their fans have spent on Xbox accessories already. Yeah, controllers are $60. You know, that's a lot of money. And then to to just be like, oh, I got this new thing. I have to buy also buy a, a new $60 or $70 controller on top of that. Is You know, and also we're in this last year. They don't want to have all people stop buying Xbox One controllers all of a sudden for like the next year. <laughs> you know, because now they're like, well, am I going to buy a new controller? I'll just get a new console next year. Like that's bad for them, so... Yeah, so it makes it makes a lot of financial sense as well for them. Yeah. Question number five. Microsoft also surprised Xbox fans with news about the highly anticipated video game Cyberpunk 2077. 
What Hollywood actor and darling of the internet will voice the character Johnny Silverhand in the game? Stan. I can't believe I can't do a Keanu Reeves voice. Please, I just beg of you. I'm not doing it. (laughs) Thank you. But it's Keanu Reeves. It's Keanu Reeves. That was one of the cooler trailers and the cooler reveals of E3 this year. So um, I think that game will be fine. I'll suck at it and I won't. Oh, yeah. No, I'm terrible at video games, but I really am looking forward to watching somebody play it on Twitch. Yeah, that's exactly the that's the new way to consume video games for old people like me and Jason. I can have both hands to eat my potato chips. Question number six. We're likely still months away from the official announcement and release of the Google Pixel 4. But what did Google do last Wednesday that surprised the internet, Rob? They tweeted a picture of the Pixel 4, the back of it. That's it. Uh, It was right after some renderings based on leaks came out, and they were like, no, 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 no. You're going to try and guess what the phone is? Here's the phone. You lose. That's also the phone is kind of mooning you, if you think about it. Because it's the back of the phone? It's the back of the phone with a square camera. Yeah, just like uh, the alleged iPhone renderings. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that these come from... They take case designs, right, and sort of reverse engineer the, reverse engineer them sometimes. Like these people who manufacture cases for the smartphones, like those designs are out there because they have to make the products so they can sell the cases, and then people get a hold of them and like somewhere in the supply chain it'll leak or something like that. So it's all part of big smartphone. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Trying to keep that under wraps seems seems hard. And I really really like that Google tweeted a picture of it. I think that's that's an awesome thing for them to do because the the tech blog industry does this really weird thing where there's this dance where blogs will hear about a product and they'll sign a thing that says they won't talk about it but then there'll be a rumor and they can talk about the rumor so they'll write about the rumor and there's like all this conflicting information so for Google to just be like you know what here's a here's a picture of it go to town like I think that's awesome question number seven is another true or false question true or false at Recode's code conference last week Facebook VP Andrew Bosworth announced that Facebook will discontinue its portal video chat devices due to poor sales Stan. They're making a new one, so false. It's 100% it. They have brand new hardware and form factors is what he said. Sweet yeah. Jesus, who is buying these? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris's mom, if you believe the commercials. <laughs> also, I bet Zuckerberg bought one. I think I used one for a little while, and it is very nice hardware, and it's a nice implementation. If you Should we remind people what this thing is? It's a video phone. It really that is works a, through Facebook. Yeah, and it works through Facebook. And they did a good job on it. The problem is that you have to use it through Facebook and people get worried that Facebook is tracking you all the time. Because, because it is. They are. <laughs> yes, it is. They, they haven't done a lot to assuage that fear. Yeah. yeah. And but there's a lot of people who just don't care about that. You know, you know Facebook is fun. Video chatting is fun. So, you know, what are you going to do? Question number eight. During its E3 presentation, Nintendo announced several games, including a sequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild, updates on projects like Luigi's Mansion 3 and the new Animal Crossing, and new characters for the latest game in the Super Smash Bros. franchise. But it was during a pre-filmed skit that what Nintendo character finally met Nintendo of America's new president, who happens to share a name with the character. Rob. Mario? Not Mario. Luigi. It's not multiple choice. You don't get multiple guests. Correct. I'm just going to start saying Kirby. Kirby is not correct. Stan, you want to take a shot at this? Are there other Nintendo characters? But is his name Toad? That's a weird name for a CEO. (laughs) It's not Toad, but it is a weird name. It's Bowser. 
His name is Doug Bowser. Oh, well, that's a, it's not a weird for a last name. We can't be calling last names weird now. You think people called him Doogie Bowser? (laughs) (laughs) No. Because that's what I would call him. Does he have Twitter? I'm going to tweet that at him. (laughs) Get ready, Doogie Bowser, because it's coming. (laughs) Question number nine. Many of the servers that host our favorite websites and apps are run by Amazon, but quite a few are also run by Google. Last week, Google's cloud went down during routine maintenance, causing issues with Snapchat, YouTube, Google's other services like Gmail, and more. But what is the frustrating mind of a reason that Google couldn't fix its cloud? Corinne. Did they forget the password? They did not forget the password. Fine. That would have been funny. Rob? Uh, Were the tools that they needed to fix the cloud in the cloud? They couldn't fix the cloud because the cloud was down. They needed the cloud. (laughs) Yes. Yes. As soon as the password answer came out of my mouth, I knew that it was wrong and that was it. Yeah, there were quite a few articles online that called it the catch-22 that broke the internet. What's the thing where the snake's eating its own tail? Oh. The Orobus? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's that. It's that of the internet. All right, at question number 10, the score is Stan has three, Rob has two, Corinne has one. Womp womp. Rob, you could potentially tie it up. Stan, you could win it if you're just the first to buzz in. <laughs> Here's That's the question. Fun. It's multiple choice. Oh. Can I'm we gonna, make a rule against I'm multiple choice the, and true or false questions being last? No, I'm doing it the real way because okay. I care about this game. <laughs> question number 10. Sprint and T-Mobile are pushing forward with their plans for a merger with the support of FCC Chairman Ajit Pai. But according to a new report, attorneys general from how many states are suing to stop the merger from happening? Is it A, 5, B, 7, C, 10? It's all on you, Rob. (laughs) This is one. It's B. It's not B. Oh, well. It's C, 10, which means that Stan... Has won the decathlon this week. Well done, Stan. You're going to get a a big advantage going into a future segment later this episode. Wow. A true, truly an honor. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back after this. This episode of Techathlon is brought to you by Blue. Blue makes microphones, headphones, and other professional audio gear that's great for making podcasts. In fact, it's what we use here to make Techathlon. You can learn more about them and all of their products at bluedesigns.com. Welcome back. E3 was this past week, and we learned a lot about the new generation of video game consoles. In fact, before this week, there were consoles we knew almost nothing about except for their secret project codenames. So Stan's going to see if we can decode some of our favorite products based only on a brief description and their original codenames. Yeah, so right now the new Xbox is simply called Project Scarlet. That's Scarlet with two T's in case you're keeping track. And frankly, the name sounds like some kind of plot to eradicate humankind that only Dwayne The Rock Johnson, his biceps, and possibly a Humvee could stop. But there's a long history of dramatic and perplexing product names in the tech world. In fact, former Apple engineer Eric Ringwald once said, quote, you needed a cool name to put on a T-shirt and you needed a T-shirt to give people. It was part of getting people excited enough to work 70 hours a week. In this game, I'll give you a project code name as well as some backstory, and you'll have to tell me what gadget it refers to. I'll make it multiple choice to give you guys a sporting chance. I don't know. I always start with Corinne. So let's start with Rob. Hello. 
Not all project code names stay secret, and some companies even use them for their marketing material. In 2017, a company announced a new product known as Project Scorpio, and later they even announced an official version called the Project Scorpio Edition for early adopters via pre-order. Was Project Scorpio the new Xbox console or a new AMD graphics card? Uh, I think it was the graphics card. It was actually the new the Xbox One X. So this was before Project Scarlet. There was Project Scorpio mm. in Microsoft's video game. Are we really sure these aren't Bond things? They sound, they have that ring. Like Spectre. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. super villainy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Jason, question number two. In the mid-2000s, one company internally named its upcoming product Tanglewood after the place in which the Boston Symphony Orchestra typically performs. Tanglewood, however, is actually a private estate with a trademark name, not a public place. So when the name leaked out, the company actually had to change it to Tuckwilla, which is a city near Seattle. Was the product a portable music player from Sony or a 64-bit chip from Intel? It was a music player. It was not. That was a that it was, was a trick question. tricky questioning for me. Yeah, it was one of Intel's sixty-four bit uh, processor from two thousand five, Tanglewood. All right, this is going great so far, guys. Everyone's doing great, and yeah. we're learning valuable information. Question number three, Corinne. Mm-hmm. In the early nineties, a company internally named a product Sagan after the famous astronomer Carl Sagan. According to the Seattle Times, the company changed the product name to BHA, which stood for Butthead Astronomer, after Sagan, <laughs> oh, no. sued, after Sagan sued them. He lost, but lawyers at the company stepped in and started trying to hand out rules about code names, so the engineers switched the product name one more time to LAW, which stood for Lawyers Are Wimps. Was the product an Apple computer or an IBM operating system? I keep trying to decide if Seattle Times is a clue. No, it's just such a okay. weird story that I wanted to cite it in case people were like, okay, that's not okay. true. I'm going to say it's IBM. It was not. It was an Apple computer. It was the Apple Power Macintosh 7100. I would have guessed Apple only because I don't think IBM has the chutzpah to say lawyers are wimps and early 70s Apple Yeah, I would. think that's fair. Butthead Astronomer made me laugh. Astronomer was really good. When I first read it. That was a really good one. Okay, question number four, Rob. While many teams pick epic-sounding names for their projects, often pulled from mythology or history, some teams choose more mundane phrases. In fact, one influential product used the unassuming word purple for its secret code name. Was it Google's Gmail or Apple's iPhone? Oh, it was definitely Apple's iPhone. It was. The iPhone was just referred to as purple. <laughs> and allegedly there was a room in Apple HQ that the developers called the Fight Club, and you were not allowed to talk about purple outside of the Fight Club. You couldn't eat. What if you liked someone's purple shirt? I, I don't know. I'm assuming you would be fired. Back then, it was pretty cutthroat. What if you're really into deep purple? I don't think that was allowed either. What and if you like Prince? That's probably the only thing that you've said so far that would be worth defending. <laughs> If you're a guy walking around in a purple shirt, yeah, I don't know, Stan. It's a pretty nice purple shirt. <laughs> All right, question number five, Jason. While some code names are adorable, others really do have a true spy movie vibe, like Corinne said before. Project Dragonfly got a lot of attention last year as one tech company reportedly worked on an extremely controversial product with possibly global implications. Was it Amazon's facial recognition surveillance tech or Google's exploration into building a search product? that conforms to China's strict censorship rules. It was 
Google's China search. It is, yeah. Project Dragonfly was a thing that CEO Sundar Pichai talked about when he went in front of Congress. Uh, and in China, Google is not Google left China because of their censorship rules, and there's been talk of them trying to figure out how they could get back there um, and build a product that would meet the rules, but it's extremely controversial. So probably the most fitting one to have a code name out of all these on the list. Yeah. Corinne? I need to force a three-way tie? Yes. Okay. You do. Uh, the, the tiebreaker is just absurd. So I'm really, I'm really. Well, I mean, you're going to do it no matter what. I know. I'm. I really didn't think anyone was going to have to answer it. So it's pretty ridiculous. So I'm pretty excited we're going to get to it. Question number six. In addition to history and mythology, pop culture also makes for popular source material, especially franchises like Star Wars and Harry Potter. Way back in 1987, however, one product pulled its secret moniker from the wonderfully weird B-52 song. Rock Lobster. The engineers were so fond of the name that it's even etched on the internal electronics of some of the units. Was it the Amiga 500 computer or the Sony Walkman CM? <laughs> I don't know. The Walkman? No, it Damn. was the okay. Amiga. It's just like, I don't even, I can't even remember what that other thing looks yeah, like. Yeah, they etched it. The Amiga was a very cheap computer in 1987. It was like the low-end mm -hmm. Commodore computer. Yeah. And they etched the words Rock Lobster into the logic board. On some of them. <sighs> All right. Well, I don't get to play the absurd tiebreaker, but I will watch you guys do it. Are you guys ready for this tiebreaker? Yes. But it wasn't a rock. <laughs> it was a rock, rock lobster. lobster. So I did not expect anyone to get to this tiebreaker. So it is as follows. Price is right rules. What is the runtime of the LP version of the B-52 song, Rock Lobster? Oh, my God. What a great tiebreaker question. <laughs> Two minutes and 54 seconds. I was going to guess three minutes and one second. Wow. Rob is the winner. Because do you know how long that song is? Is it? I was originally going to say it's three like seven minutes, minutes, minutes long, and 54. It? it is I was like, nah. six minutes and 49 oh seconds. See, I would have gone wow. over, but I was closer. <laughs> I was just thinking a lot of like those the pop songs from that period are really brief. Yeah. No, that's a but wonderfully weird song. That whole album is just incredibly weird and great. And if that's the thing you take away from all this, then I'm happy for it. That was a really fun game, Stan. Thank you. And well done, Rob. Oh, my pleasure. Let's I mean, thank you. Let's move on to our final game of the episode. Video game consoles would be nothing without the games that we lost hours of our lives button mashing our way through. And boy, oh boy, do people like to have opinions about video games. Corinne, you went through reviews of some iconic titles. What did you find? Well, I found that people sometimes think video games are brilliant and they get super impressed with the graphics. Sometimes they think they're dumb, but they play them anyway. And sometimes they just lose hours of their lives, either loving or hating games. We just really can't seem to stop. So I took a dive through some critics' reviews of some of the most popular video games of all time, but also some of the best and worst received video games of all time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around one by one and read a snippet of a review of a game. If you can tell me what the game is based just on that snippet, you get two points. If you can't, you can ask for a clue. And if you get it right then, you get one point. If you don't get it right at all, and Stan, this is where your advantage comes in, in this bag next to you are four energy drinks. Your advantage is that you get to choose who has to drink what drink. Oh, so if you get the question wrong, you if have If you to get drink the question this? wrong, you don't have to pound it, but you do have to have some of it. Ah. Uh. This one is called Juice Monster Energy Juice Monster 
No, Mango Loco. There's 500 words in the name of the, this. Wow, that, that was that was good. sort of a requirement. Of, it's covered in of it's one. covered in skeletons and the word Mango Loco. I would like a crazy mango juice. You don't get to pick. Mm, you don't I get know. to pick, Rob. I'm just saying. Yeah, and I should say that just th- at this year's E3 alone, we saw new energy drink partnerships from both Xbox and Razer. I I will say this is the first ever energy drink that I will have. Me too. Wow. This one is called Rain Total Body Fuel. And it has BCAA aminos, which is actually something I take. But this can is like textured, so you can it's black. Get super high on meth and squeeze onto it and not drink it. Wait, what flavor it's, is it? That's rain. It's R e i g n. It's blue with some purple. It's, that's <laughs> also the color of my synthetic blood. The, na- the name is called Razzleberry, so blue with some purple is really not that much more. Yeah, yep. that's fair. All right. We also have a Red Bull called Red Bull Beach Breeze, which I'm pretty sure Jason is getting. I don't I don't know why. I'm just getting a Jason vibe. Because he's from Long breeze. Island. Wow. And then there's this one called Uptime, which looks like an adult novelty. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it does look like looks, a can of hairspray on yeah. Fourth one says mental physical energy drink. Original <laughs> yeah. cane sugar flavor. Right. You don't see many things that are sugar flavored. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> or at least okay. advertise All right, this. Rob, you All get right. this one. And then Jason gets this one because he's Jason the breeziest. Jason gets the Red Bull for the breeze. And Corinne gets the skeletoniest one. Oh, mango. Yay. And I I'm will, not even playing this game, but I will. You're going to drink I'll, blue I'll, purple? I'll do it out of solidarity. All right, everybody ready? Rob's doesn't make that sound. Oh, sweet God, this smells awful. Oh. That, oh, that is fake mango. That is a smell. Wow. Like a physical cloud. All of, of these open ones. Yeah. If Rob's some, already drinking it. No, I tasted it just because I needed to know. Mine is um, good. It tastes like sugar. <laughs> original cane sugar. Original cane sugar flavor. It's my okay. favorite kind. It's got coenzyme Q10 in it. Excellent. It's my, it's my favorite right. coenzyme. Okay, first question. We're rolling. Stan. Yeah. How can I help you? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. This is, again, a quote from a real video game review. The only thing uglier than the graphics is the in-game sound. 90% of it is the repetitive, super annoying noises made by the monsters. Five minutes of constant turkey gobbling in the first level will be enough to drive some from the game. Turkey gobbling? Turkey gobbling. There's a video game where you hunt for turkeys? Or are you friends with the turkeys? I'm trying to think of a video game with turkeys. I don't <laughs> I honestly don't know. Sonic the Hedgehog, he might be friends with turkeys. No. Would you like the next question? Would you like a clue? Oh, yeah. I forgot that we could do that. This is based on an animated television show. Is it South Park? Yes. You? Like, that's weird that I, like, that was my first inclination, but I was like, I have never played a South Park video game, and I don't like the South Park so TV show. This came out on PC, PlayStation, and for the N64, and I did own it, and I did play it, and it is god-awful. Is anyone else's energy drink visibly moving? <laughs> because mine is. All right, next. Uh, Rob, your video game review poll quote is, these powerful universe creation algorithms have been grafted onto a game that is, beyond its initial hours, so light on imagination. I would like a hint, please. This was a game set in outer space that came out in 2016. Hmm. I am going to guess that this game is called Star Wars, the video game. 
This game is called No Man's Sky. It was one of the most anticipated games of that year, and then everybody got super mad at it. Well, video games are stupid. More like nah, man. <laughs> so the, the whole point of No Man's Sky was it was supposed to be an infinite universe where you could go and see all of these incredible computer-generated species and planets, um, but none of them saved. And uh, it ended up being a huge controversy. Yeah, and then the game was never supposed to have a story, but then people got mad that it didn't have a story, and yeah. it was just a whole Added thing. Added it in. It was a thing. Yeah. I'm going to drink my drink. Yes, drink your drink. Jason? Ready. The relationships are alternately mature enough to please all age ranges and interests, but immature enough to provide a constant set of Ricky Lake-esque escapades of your choosing. The relationships. The relationships. I would like a hint, please. These relationships are between people that you have created. The Sims. Yes. Stanley. A unique mixture of Final Fantasy, Tamagotchi, and rock, paper, scissors gameplay with the collective edge of Magic the Gathering. That's just a bunch of names of things. <laughs> I gave it to you because it ended in Magic the Gathering. No, I get it. I know what that is. <laughs> I like that game. I have a feeling this is some sort of Animal Crossing nonsense that I don't care about. Can I have the hint? Um, the hint is is that this was a Game Boy game, and it had uh, multiple versions described by their hue. Oh, was it Pokemon Gold or Pokemon Moon and Sun? Stars Gold? It was Pokemon? It, it's Pokemon Red and Blue. Should I give it to him? Yeah. I think you should yeah. get it. Yeah. Okay, Rob. Yes. Here is a game that not only changed my perception of games, but also changed my perception of the world. Never shall I pass a security camera again without itching to disable it with a pinpoint accurate shot. Dude. Can I have the hint, please? Uh, this was a game that shipped with the Nintendo 64. Is it Doom? Wow, drink that right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know I'm embarrassed for you. No, it's fine. Is it Security Camera, colon, the shooting game? <laughs> <laughs> into it. I'm into that one. Yeah, this is a review of Goldeneye. Ah, yeah, I was going to say I would have gotten that one. Mm. Jason. Incredible speed, plenty of technique, and more than enough challenge await our super redacted hero as he collects rings and discovers hidden rooms. Excellent. 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 It's Sonic collecting rings. Stan. Attractive but repetitive target shooter. Utterly mindless. The game is fun for a short time but gets old after a few rounds of play. Marriage. <laughs> I'm going to text your wife. Goodbye everyone. That was my that was my punchline. I'm I'm out. I'll see you da, 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 next da, da, da. time. Uh, is it Duck Hunt? It sure is. Two points to Stan. Well yes. done. Who said Duck Hunt was boring? Duck Hunt was amazing. I played some it when I was jerk little, yeah. who wrote reviews for some for something that doesn't exist anymore called All Game. When Duck Hunt came out, it was just like holy like I'm holding the gun and the du I'm shooting the duck with the gun. Like yeah. that's that was amazing. That blew my mind. Apart. I remember playing that in the 90s at my friend's house. Yeah, wow. and you're just like, oh man, like imagine being so jaded way back then that you were like, Duck Hunt isn't fun. All you do is hunt ducks. <laughs> Like, well, what do you think we were going to do here, pal? How many times have you pointed something at your TV screen and then done something to that screen? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. And then the, I got the one with the zapper and the power pad. And then I was— Oh, I had a power glove. I was too chubby for the power pad. That uh -huh. made me sweaty, so I didn't use it. Oh, man. The old days. <laughs> All right. You ready, Rob? Mm -hmm. Other than retaining the basic game concept, 
it bears little similarities to the real redacted. There are dashes instead of dots and power pills instead of energy capsules. Can I have a hint, please? Atari. Oh, okay. I'm going to guess Pac-Man. Yes. It is Pac-Man. Because that was my nickname. So was this for like the sequel to Pac-Man? Pac-Man? No, this is the original Atari port of the arcade oh, version of Pac-Man. Oh, because the original version was in the arcade. Yep. I see. Okay. The biggest, best, and sexiest racing game ever. What we have here is a gigantic car game that's such enormous fun to play because of three main elements. Unparalleled realism, groundbreaking graphics, and the chance to spend a lot of money. I would like a hint, please. Stan's going to give you a hint. He's better at this than me. Yes, I'm doing great. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> this is, it was for the original PlayStation. It came out in the late 90s. It's not unlike the name of a Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> Gran Turismo. Yes. Dirty Harry. <laughs> okay, so the final score, Stan has four points, Jason has three, and Rob has one. Stan is the winner. Stan's the winner of the day. He got two segments right, and I got one. Well, thank you, Corinne, for this great game with terrible consequences. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Have a great week. We'll be back in your feeds next Monday. Techathlon is a popular science podcast. We're available on all major podcast platforms, so subscribe wherever you're listening now. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It will help other people to find the show. You can buy our merch, including t-shirts, tote bags, and mugs at popsci.threadless.com. The show is produced by the entire PopSci tech team and me, Jason Letterman. Our theme music is by Billy Cadden. If you have questions, suggestions, or opinions to share, tweet us at Show. Thanks for listening.